This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Morning, everyone. How are we doing today? This is, of course, your daily financial news. And if you like getting your news every day about money, investing, cost of capital, real estate, all of that good stuff, do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, We have crossed the 10,000 level. And let's see if we can't get to 12,000 by the end of 2020. That would be quite the accomplishment. So, If you like getting it every day, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Also hit the notification because I try to bring you this stuff every day about 7.30 Pacific. Uh, And yes, we do these live. No editing, no fancy music. Just get it done and move on. Uh, A couple of things I'd like to tell you about. I have a couple of um, presentations that I'll be recording today and sharing with you to consume today and over the weekend. Really, they're about financial freedom. I'm going to share my five lessons learned on our 15-year journey, kind of self-reflection. Then I'm going to give you a video or a PowerPoint on the 10 hard truths. I think there are some things sort of out there in the media and other things that people just believe that I think are either wrong or misguided. And then finally, probably the first thing I will do is uh, I like to talk about deals. I've been looking for deals every day. Uh, I didn't find any this week, uh, but I did find some investors that put some deals together this week. So we are going to talk about them and really highlight their success and celebrate what is getting done. If you put some deals together this week around real estate, let me know. Leave comments below. Uh, And also, this was really inspired by the video with Dion yesterday. Uh, The one I think was titled, Lost His Job, 89K in Debt, and some other stuff. So uh, really, really inspiring video. If you know of other investors that have an inspiring story, uh, m- make some introductions. I would love to interview more folks that can inspire others to get started or continue. And then lastly, before we jump into the daily financial news, I want to call attention to a video that is performing poorly yesterday. I had a, a title on it, I guess, that didn't catch your attention. I've changed it to How to Create Joy. Uh, That video really goes into something that I think is important. I think we need to understand what I see coming in Q4. And, you know, maybe it's an opportunity for us to do something for someone else. Um, I think that is, I think that's going to be important. I think we need to plan for it. Uh, You know, it's only, it's mid-October. It, you know, as you will see in the video, it talks about doing something for someone else around Christmas. It's only 12 or 13 minutes. If you could do me a favor and take a listen to that, I would appreciate it. I will link it in the description below. I do these live, so I have to wait till it posts, but it will be there. Again, it's called How to Create Joy. All right, on to the daily financial news. A couple of things. Uh, Again, we are starting to see, and I told you this was coming, good reports about Q3. Q3 GDP is going to be a record. It's going to be impressive. People are going to holler from the moon and say, wow, wow, wow. Today, we got retail sales for September, and they were be- they beat expectations. Uh, they were up 1.9%. Uh, 
clothing was up 11, sporting goods up 5.7. It was generally the consumers are out and exceeding expectations. I would like to remind you, A, that I indicated this was coming, and B, uh, I think the consumer is already retrenching, is already pulling back. Uh, I think the stimulus is dead, uh, at least until 2021. Uh, so we need to realize that a lot of the numbers we are going to be looking at here probably for the next two weeks are backwards. Q3 was special. Q3 will be one of those numbers we look at in a decade and go, wow, what happened that quarter? But that, that does not mean that the September surprise will be continue in October, November, December. We already talked about more, more layoffs coming. We got our first sneak peek of that yesterday. So don't, don't believe the hype. Continuing on that front, looks like luxury is, uh, is out there. Uh, and remember, I think it was five or six months ago, we talked about revenge buying. It was in reference to uh, China consumers. Basically, they were so fed up, fed up from being locked down, they just went out and shopped. Uh, this is, uh, looks like it's happened. LVMH, luxury retailer, Louis Vuitton, uh, who else? I wrote them down. Other retailers, Fendi, Dior. Year-on-year uh, -year sales were up 12%. So that's not month-on-month -month or quarter-on-quarter. -quarter. That's year-on-year. -year. So that's impressive. A lot of that, I would think, was kind of demand that was supposed to happen in Q2 that didn't as people brought back. But again, remember, folks, I, I'll keep trying to remind you, but a lot of this report that we will see in October and early November, you know, September or Q3 data is that rear view mirror looking back at a special time where stimulus was still there, savings were still there. We'd been on lockdown at least at some level, four or five months, and people were somewhere between pissed off, annoyed, and bored. And in a consumer-based economy, what do you do? You shop, you buy stuff. So uh, I am not changing my opinion on Q4, even though, again, as I said was coming, September would be a good number. Uh, back to kind of the last bank to report earnings. As I told you over the weekend, this is the bank earning season or the earning week. Bank of New York Mellon, uh, they beat, again, top and bottom. Uh, and they actually dropped their loan loss reserves, um, as I indicated, I was less interested in their er all bank earnings. I wanted to see loan loss reserves. What are they doing? So by my count, this meets two of the six or seven banks that dropped them. Not by much, but a drop's a drop. Uh, a couple of them didn't say. Um, Goldman Sachs is one I couldn't find. Uh, I don't know if they went up or down. Uh, and then a couple of others increased uh, by small percentage points. So uh, again, Wells Fargo and uh, Bank of America kind of feeling that pain. JP Morgan, you're really seeing the benefits of them being very tight on who they're lending to. Uh, I would say Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs aren't banks, they're wealth management. So it's the lines of differentiation are becoming very obvious. <clears throat> A couple other interesting things. Ford, uh, Ford Motors, uh, actually reported a year-on-year -year increase. Again, these are interesting when they're year-on-year. -year. A 25% increase in auto sales in China. Again, year-on-year, -year, so meaningful. Uh, again, it was probably from a very low base, but again, uh, I think this goes to show you that China is consuming. 
But also, when you think China and car sales, in my opinion, what is happening, and I have been to China three times, I think, maybe four, three, I think. Um, they were very kind of public transportation friendly. And I think what's happening is this virus is causing people to go, you know what, instead of taking the train or the subway or the bus, I am, you know, I'm going to buy a luxury item and, and a car. Uh, so I think that is happening. Uh, I'm seeing that toy sales is really benefiting from TikTok. It's interesting. We haven't talked TikTok in a while. Um, I thought TikTok was a national security thing, and then all of a sudden it wasn't. I don't think that deal's closed yet with Oracle and Walmart. But I was reading about TikTok this morning and the impact it's having on toy sales. TikTok obviously skews younger generations. Uh, and it totally makes sense that toy manufacturers are leveraging creators to push uh, toy sales. And it's, according to Walmart, is going to be a game changer in the years to come. Unboxings and toy reviews and things of that nature are really driving some impressive toy sales. So again, TikTok, a platform for retail sales. I think Walmart had it right when they wanted to partner with Oracle. Uh, it looks like Albertsons is making some investments. Again, bankruptcies are real this year. Uh, there was a grocery called Kings and Balducci. Never heard of it, but they had 27 locations. It looks like Albertson successfully won the auction and is paying $96.4 million. Again, the big get bigger, the K-shape recovery, all of these things we've been talking about, just more examples. Uh, nobody, I haven't seen a number for Amazon Prime Day, which is now over, other than to say it is a record. Makes total sense. Uh, Prime Day was delayed. You know, um, everybody's buying stuff on Amazon. I, we still seem to get a box every day at least. Uh, it doesn't shock me. Again, Amazon's win is other retail's loss, uh, pretty clearly. Another thing I've seen is there's been a lot of talk about retail and the pain in retail. I don't think most people appreciate what it means to... Uh, convert a retail establishment, right? You and I have talked about what's going to happen to malls. There's a approximately 1,100 malls in the U.S. And by some count, 15 to 17% of them will need to be converted, i.e. reused somewhere else. But here's the deal. Converting a mall to a warehouse, converting a mall to an apartment will change the value of the asset. Changing a mall to a warehouse distribution center could drop the value of that asset 60 to 90%. Highest and best use, mall. You got to change that, convert that. It'll still be a productive asset, but the value will have crashed. Think, debts, think the debt behind that in trouble, equity wiped out. Commercial is going, to, I'm still convinced that the pain in this crisis isn't going to be at single family. It is going to be in commercial. And can you imagine, what would that be? Let's say it's 15% of 1,100 malls. So what is that? 225 malls being converted to distribution. And oh, by the way, 225 malls see their value collapse 60%. Debt's gone, equity's gone. It's just a messy situation. Uh, on the stimulus front, uh, I think you can officially say it's dead uh, for the year. 
Uh, I read something about Mitch McConnell jumping into the fray yesterday and basically saying, hey, uh, I can't get the votes for this, you know, 1.8, 2.1, whatever it is, uh, trillion, trillion dollar plan. Don't bother. Uh, I know that Mnuchin is still trying and working his, uh, his tail off, I'm sure. But it, he's clearly pushing on a string. It's not going to go anywhere. And, um, you know, we need to get past November 3rd to see if we can get something done. And then lastly, I guess two more things. Uh, do you know what the hottest real estate market is today? Hottest. According to this article, I believe it was in, uh, I found this on Bloomberg, was Palm Beach, Florida. Palm Beach, Florida. The average home in Palm Beach, Florida, seven mil. Seven million dollars. So this is kind of the numbers that's happening in Palm Beach. First and foremost, most sales have tripled, tripled uh, in Q3. Contracts uh, are up month on month, 62%. Inventory is down 79%. Ouch. Ouch. Uh, so again, uh, people are calling this market. Again, can you imagine a market with $7 million average homes? That's just crazy. But again, what is happening is you are getting rich New Yorkers, frankly, moving to Florida. I mean, that's that's what's happening. Uh, you know, people who were living in Manhattan in a, you know, probably a pretty decent spread are like, I'm out. I'm going to Florida. Yeah, so uh, pretty cool. And then finally, I saw Ken McElroy put out a video this morning. It's five or six minutes. I did watch it. Basically talking about the housing crash that he's calling for. I still think he's wrong. Uh, I do think a lot of what he's saying is right, but it's for the urban centers. He talked about Manhattan. Uh, he talked about Manhattan having 31, per, 31 months of supply. He talked about uh, forbearance. He talked about all these other things. Where I believe he is wrong is he is spreading this and making a national claim, and that's not what's going to happen. Manhattan, San Francisco, easily see 20, 30 maybe even 40% price destruction. But that doesn't mean the country will. People need to live somewhere. It's a basic need. And all by the way, as I've constantly showed you, right, there's that Battery Park example we talked about earlier in the week where they were renting for 4,500, maybe it was 4,200, and now they're owners at 1,000. Folks, nationally speaking, real estate won't go down. I would love to debate or discuss this with Ken. Uh, guys, go leave a note on his uh, his video from this morning saying, hey, let's, you know, why don't you and one rental at a time talk? Uh, you can also hear Ken today. Again, I listen for these things. You can hear his concern about apartments. Ken McElroy owns 10,000 units. He doesn't own homes, at least not many. I believe the single family home is the best asset to earn into the next year. So let's have a discussion. I happily have that discussion. There are going to be cities and urban areas that get smoked. There is no question, and it will be worse than most people think. But to think that carries to nationally when we are seeing millennials become homeowners, we are seeing urban flight, we are seeing a low inventory of supply, I it's just not going to happen, guys. Ken, you're wrong. It's not going to happen. It may happen in 22, 23, 24. But Ken, you keep calling for a 2021 crash. Brother, you're wrong. I think you're wrong. Let's let's chat. Let's talk. 
And just so you know, Ken, lots of people are making that call. So um, you're not alone. I kind of feel like a man on an island here. But the numbers just don't, just don't support it. So uh, in the end, I want you all to have a wonderful day. Uh, also, just so you know, I'm going to have a special interview at 10 o'clock today uh, with Jason Pritchard, who's been on the channel a couple of times. But in that interview, you're going to hear about a young man who's gone from just one rental at a time. He's now grown into lending money uh, as a private money enlister, uh, lender. Uh, he's buying out of state. He's evaluating apartments out of state. Uh, he is, um, he's taken on a hotel conversion. Um, you know, so we're going to talk to him about all these great things. Uh, and I just love speaking with Jason. So look forward to that uh, later in the day as well.